Day 157 of 365, the Bible Challenge with Abby Joy. Psalm 70, verse 1 to 5. Please God, rescue me. Come quickly, Lord, and help me. May those who try to kill me be humiliated and put to shame. May those who take delight in my trouble be turned back in disgrace. Let them be horrified by their shame. For they said, aha, we've got him now. But may all who search for you be filled with joy and gladness in you. May those who love your salvation repeatedly shout, God is great. But as for me, I am poor and needy. Please hurry to my aid, O God. You are my helper and my saviour. O Lord, do not delay. Acts chapter 3 verse 1 to 26 Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the three o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man, lame from birth, was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently, and Peter said, Look at us. The lame man looked at them, eagerly expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up, and as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet and began to walk. Then, walking, leaping and praising God, he went into the temple with them. All the people saw him walking and heard him praising God. When they realised he was the lame beggar they had seen so often at the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astounded. They all rushed out in amazement to Solomon's colonnade, where the man was holding, where the man was holding tightly to Peter and John. Peter saw his opportunity and addressed the crowd. People of Israel, he said, what is so surprising about this? And why stare at us as though we made this man walk by our own power or godliness? For it is the God of Abraham, Isaac and John, the God of all our ancestors who has brought glory to his servant Jesus by doing this. This is the same Jesus whom you handed over and rejected before Pilate despite Pilate's decision to release him. You rejected this holy, righteous one and instead demanded the release of a murderer. You killed the author of life. But God raised him from the dead and we are witnesses of this fact. Through faith in the name of Jesus, this man was healed and you know how crippled he was before. Faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eyes. Friends, I realise that what you and your leaders did to Jesus was done in ignorance. But God was fulfilling what all the prophets had foretold about the Messiah, that he must suffer for these things. Now repent of your sins and turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped away. Then times of refreshment will come from the presence of the Lord, and he will again send you, Jesus, your appointed Messiah. 
for he must remain in heaven until the time for the final restoration of all things, as God promised long ago through his holy prophets. Moses said, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. Listen carefully to everything he tells you. Then Moses said, Anyone who will not listen to that prophet will be completely cut off from God's people. Starting with Samuel, Every prophet spoke about what is happening today. You are the children of those prophets, and you are included in the covenant God promised to your ancestors. For God said to Abraham, through your descendants, all the families on earth will be blessed. When God raised up his servant Jesus, he sent him first to you, people of Israel, to bless you by turning each of you back from your sinful ways. Two Samuel chapter nine verse one to chapter ten verse nineteen. One day, David asked, "Is anyone in Saul's family still alive? Anyone to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake?" He summoned a man named Ziba, who had been one of Saul's servants. "Are you Ziba?" the king asked. "Yes, sir, I am." Ziba replied. Then the king asked him, Is anyone still alive from Saul's family? If so, I want to show God's kindness to them. Ziba replied, Yes, one of Jonathan's sons is still alive. He is crippled in both feet. Where is he? the king asked. In Lodabar, Ziba told him, at the home of Machir, son of Amiel. So David sent for him and brought him from Machir's home. His name was Mephibosheth. He was Jonathan's son and Saul's grandson. When he came to David, he bowed low to the ground in deep respect. David said, Greetings, Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth replied, I am your servant. Don't be afraid, David said. I intend to show you kindness because of my promise to your father, Jonathan. I will give you all the property that once belonged to your grandfather, Saul, and you will eat here with me at the king's table. Mephibosheth bowed respectfully and exclaimed, Who is your servant that you should show such kindness to a dead dog like me? Then the king summoned Saul's servant Ziba and said, I have given your master's grandson everything that belonged to Saul and his family. You and your sons and servants are to farm the land for him to produce food for your master's household. But Mephibosheth, your master's grandson, will eat here at my table. Zeba had fifteen sons and twenty servants. Zeba replied, Yes, my lord the king, I am your servant, and I will do all that you have commanded. And from that time on, Mephibosheth ate regularly at David's table, like one of the king's own sons. Mephibosheth had a son named Mika. From then on, all the members of Zeba's household were Mephibosheth's servants, and Mephibosheth, who was crippled in both feet, lived in Jerusalem and ate regularly at the king's table. Sometime after this, King Nahash of the Ammonites died, and his son Hanan became king. David said, I'm going to show loyalty to Hanan, just as his father Nahash was always loyal to me. 
So David sent ambassadors to express sympathy to Hanan about his father's death. But when David's ambassadors arrived in the land of Ammon, the Ammonite commanders said to Hanan, their master, Hanan, their master, do you really think these men are coming here to honour your father? No, David has sent them to spy out the city so they can come in and conquer it. So Hanan seized David's ambassadors and shaved off half of each man's beard, cut off their robes at the buttocks and sent them back to David in shame. When David heard what had happened, he sent messengers to tell the men, stay at Jericho until your beards grow out, then come back, for they felt deep shame because of their appearance. When the people of Ammon realised how seriously they had angered David, they sent and hired 20,000 Aramean foot soldiers from the lands of Beth Rehob and Zobah, a uh, thousand from King Macha and twelve thousand from the land of Tob. When David heard about this, he sent Joab and all his warriors to fight them. The Ammonite troops came out and drew up their battle lines at the entrance of the city gates, while the Arameans from Zobah and Rehob and the men from Tob and Macha positioned themselves to fight in the open fields. When Joab saw that he would have to fight on both the front and rear, he chose some of Israel's elite troops and placed them under his personal command to fight the Arameans in the fields. He left the rest of the army under the command of his brother, Abishai, who was to attack the Ammonites. If the Arameans are too strong for me, then come over and help me, Joab told his brother. And if the Ammonites are too strong for you, I will come and help you. Be courageous. Let us fight bravely for our people and the cities of our God, May the Lord's will be done. When Joab and his troops attacked, the Arameans began to run away. And when the Ammonites saw the Arameans running, they ran from Abishai and retreated into the city. After the battle was over, Joab returned to Jerusalem. The Arameans now realised they were no match for Israel. So when they regrouped, they were joined by additional Aramean troops, summoned by Hadaziah, Hadad Ezer from the other side of the Euphrates River. These troops arrived at Helam under the command of Shobak, the commander of the Hadad Ezer's forces. When David heard what was happening, he mobilized all Israel, crossed the Jordan River, and led the army of Helam. Led the army to Helam. The Arameans positioned themselves in battle formation and fought against David. But again, the Arameans fled from the Israelites. This time, David's forces killed 700 tarioteers and 40,000 foot soldiers, including Shobak, the commander of their army. When all the kings allied with Hadad Ezer, or when all the kings allied with Hadad Ezer saw that they had been defeated by Israel, They surrendered to Israel and became their subjects. After that, the Arameans were afraid to help the Ammonites.